Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Are you looking to wager on all the big games in sports? Well, I have great news for you. Our partners at Bet Online they continue to get it done as the number one betting source for you. NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, we have golf, horse racing, and everything heating up this Major League Baseball season as well. You'll get latest odds, team matchups, and game trends at Bet Online. Just log on today to betonline.ag or use your mobile device to get started. But listen up. Make sure you use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. That's B-L-E-A-V to get your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline.ag or your mobile device. BetOnline, get started today. BetOnline is where the game starts. You know, it is that time of year in sports where it is all heating up, not just the weather, but the events. We're coming off the NFL draft. We have MLB. We've got the NHL and NBA playoffs. How about horse racing's Triple Crown and the PGA Championship, just to name some of the major sporting events we'll see in the next few months and have seen the last several weeks. Every event presents opportunities for inspiration and controversy, as well as new heroes and comeback stories. Ever wonder how to get into sports journalism? Well, I started my career at St. Bonaventure University. I attended their campus long before online degrees were a thing. But with their online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism, you'll learn how to find and talk about the most compelling stories, no matter the sport all from the comfort of home. An advisory committee of journalism school alums shape this innovative program. Courses are taught by experienced professors and include master classes led by industry experts. As an SBU graduate, you join a network of fellow Bonnies, including the New York Post's Mike Beccaro and ESPN's Raina Banks. The online Master of Arts in Sports Journalism builds strong skills and ethical foundations for successful careers. Coursework emphasizes the importance of multimedia reporting and incisive storytelling. Program graduates are prepared to tell stories at the intersection of sports, gender, and race. Take the next step in your sports journalism career by contacting an enrollment advisor at sbujournalism.com. Hi, this is Jay Billis of ESPN, and you're listening to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Go ahead and download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by our good friends at Burn Dairy, Welch & Company Jewelers, Rosie's Corner, and... Brand new sponsors, folks. If you are in and around Central New York, when your garage door fails, call Bonnet Sales. They're available right now at bonnetsalesandservice.com. That's Bonnet with two N's and one T, bonnetsalesandservice.com. I'm telling you right now, they're the door specialist. There's no other way to say it. They give out free estimates, and they've been providing quality garage doors for residential and commercial customers for literally half a century. They're a third-generation family-owned and operated business, and they pride themselves in being a stable and active uh, uh, company in the local communities. They're fully licensed and insured and are a member of the Better Business Bureau, the Syracuse Builders Exchange, and the Fort Burton Chamber of Commerce. They do great things in the community. They serve Oswego and Onondaga counties in New York. Make sure you get on over to Bonnet Sales and Service. I'm telling you right now, your garage doors, (laughs) your house will change. The entire look of your house will change by going with Bonnet Sales and Service at bonnetsalesandservice.com. Let's talk a little Chicago Bears as I uh, steamroll through these individual NFL draft uh, team recaps here. And, um, you know, the Bears, they're a really interesting team to me right now. I mean, they've had so many, so many losing seasons. Um, You know, this is a proud franchise going back to George Hallis. Uh, They haven't won a Super Bowl since, what, 85? 
uh, Monsters in the Midway and all the rest, the uh, Mike Singletary, Dan Hampton, uh, Fridge Perry, Walter Payton, Jim McMahon days. Um, I, I really wish the Bears would get it together. I wish the Bears would be a, uh, you know, a perennial playoff team. I mean, I like the Bears. I love Chicago. I love the uniforms. I love the history. But they've just really struggled. And a lot of it has been because they, you know, obviously, um, you know, haven't had a quarterback. And I'm going to start there. I think the best thing that happened out of the NFL draft, if you're a Bears fan, is that they did not trade Justin Fields. Because Justin Fields, I feel like there was no person in the NFL draft going from Bryce Young to C.J. Stroud to everybody in between. I don't think there was anybody that equaled Justin Fields or was better than Justin Fields. You know, I heard a lot about, well, you know, you could upgrade with Bryce Young. Says who? What, 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 what do you mean upgrade with Bryce Young? You're going to upgrade Justin Fields, who's basically in a thousand yard rusher and who could be a lot better if you could just get him some freaking help. Really? With a 5'10". Now look, I think Bryce Young could be a star in the NFL, but we haven't seen him play a snap. I've seen Justin Fields play football. He's really, really good. And I know that there's a bad feeling, a bad taste in people's mouths about Ohio State quarterbacks and how they don't succeed and all the rest. I'm telling you, he's 6'3", 230 pounds. Aren't all the GMs in the NFL looking for the big, tall, strong-armed quarterback who's mobile, who gets away from the pocket, he's elusive, he can throw on the run, make plays? Hello? Yeah, Justin Fields is that guy. And without seeing Stroud, Richardson, right, Will Levis, Bryce Young, without seeing any of these guys take one freaking snap, one, I'd rather have Justin Fields. You know, Chase Claypool and others that they've got, I mean, they really needed to you know, beef up around him and they decided to keep him. And obviously they did that by trading out, you know, and, and picking up a ton of picks. You know, DJ Moore, of course, coming over from Carolina. I think DJ Moore is a wonderful, wonderful player. I think he's going to help him a bunch. So I think the number one thing for the Bears in this draft is that they did not, you know, they did not trade Justin Fields. They kept him as a cornerstone franchise quarterback. Now, did they help him? Kind of. I thought they could have done more in the draft, although the first pick was a great one. Now, remember, the Chicago Bears traded out. They, you know, stocked up on some draft picks, and it was the pick from New Orleans through Philadelphia at um, number 10 overall, and they go and get a mountain of an offensive lineman. Darnell Wright from Tennessee is one of my favorite players in the draft. 6'6", 340, massive, balanced, strong, quick for his size, dominates linebackers once they're into his pads, um, just pushes off the line. He rarely gives any space, and he projects as the best right tackle, but he's also versatile in terms of being able to go inside to guard in the right situation. I can't get enough of this pick. It helps Justin Fields. Um, he steps right into a situation where he's the immediate starter. There's no you know, if, ands, or buts about it. He will be a starter. And he's got, you know, potential to dominate on the other side of Braxton Jones. Um, I just love everything about the guy. Run blocking, pass blocking, balance, strength, aggression. Um Listen to this stat I found. Wright had zero blown blocks on 388 design run plays last season. That's ridiculous. Second best mark among FBS blockers. Amazing. 
and he's going to be a day one guy, right tackle, opposite Jones, and he's going to protect Justin Fields. I love it. They go defense in the second round. Again, disagree with this one. I would have kept going offense to help Fields probably until like the third or fourth round because obviously with them trading out, you know, from that, uh, you know, from that number one pick, um, you know, they had, you know, what, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, uh, ten picks total. I, I would have gone offense at least with all my first round, second round, and third round picks. And then maybe focus in on some defense, because you can still get some studs in the fourth and fifth rounds. There's no question about it. They go with Florida defensive tackle Gervon Dexter, and I guess the deal here was they wanted to beef up the line of scrimmage on both sides. Uh, secondary is super weak, so in the second round, a little bit later, they go with um, Tyreek Stevenson at Miami corner. Really physical guy, six foot two oh five. Um, he has length, great hands. He can go up and get it. They really like what he's going to be able to uh, to do in terms of pairing him up with Kyler Gordon. The Bears are hoping they've got, that they've got two amazing potential outside corners in those guys. So I think that was the thinking there. They go back to the defensive tackle side of things, and boy, do the Chicago Bears love SEC defensive tackles and offensive tackles, and how can you not? You know, I've said it a bunch of times. You can talk to me about receivers, quarterbacks, running backs, defensive skill players uh, coming out of the SEC, um, but it all starts and ends at the line of scrimmage, right? I mean, offensive linemen and defensive linemen are absolutely amazing, uh, and and that's where the line of scrimmage is different in in college football than, than everywhere else. A lot of teams just can't compete with the size and the strength and the ability um, of these guys. Uh, they pick up a guy in Zach Pickens from South Carolina who they absolutely love. Um, he's absolutely a pass rusher who can get involved. Um, you know, the Bears picked a nose tackle in round two and Gervon Dexter, who I just mentioned, although, I mean, he's a D tackle. He plays some nose. Uh, you know, they could probably move him around a little bit here and there. This Pickens kid is, is a beast. He's a little bit smaller at 290, 6'4", 290, but that's what they really like because of the change of direction and his excellent explosive play uh, where he'll be able to hopefully disrupt the offensive line uh, of the opposition. So they love that pick. They go with running back uh, Rashawn Johnson out of Texas in the fourth round, wide receiver out of Cincinnati, Tyler Scott in the in the fourth round, uh, Oregon inside linebacker Noah Sewell, a very uh, you know, sideline-to-sideline athletic ball-hawking type player. They get him in the fifth. And then uh, Terrell Smith out of Minnesota, a corner. Again, trying to beef up the depth in that secondary in the fifth round. Again, the Bears had a lot of picks in this draft for obvious reasons. Kennesaw State defensive tackle Travis Bell, just kind of trying to hope to find Diamond in the rough there in the seventh round. And then Kendall Williamson out of Stanford, another corner uh, for the Bears. So when you look at it, they go corner, corner, and corner. So that's three corners in the draft. They pick up multiple defensive tackles. They get one offensive tackle. I would have, and I know that they pulled the trade for DJ Moore. I get that. Um, but if I, again, if I'm the Bears, I would have looked more into, you know, grabbing um, offensive players in the first, second, and third rounds. I, I, again, I'm good with the first pick. I'm, I'm totally cool with, you know, getting a, a right tackle. Um, you know, who can protect Justin Fields. I get that one. I'm all in on that one. But from there, I would have gone and gotten skill guys. I would have gone and gotten maybe a slot receiver. I would have gone and gotten, you know, a boundary receiver, a tight end, whatever. Um, You know, because when you look at this draft, I mean, 
there were a lot of guys obviously still left in the second round. I mean, they go with Gervon Dexter, who could very well be an all-pro in this league for a long time. But, you know, you could have had Luke Musgrave, a tight end. You could have had Jonathan Mingo from Ole Miss. You know, you could have had Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Well, excuse me, those guys were all picked ahead. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going up and set it down. Uh, you could have actually, you know, a player I really like uh, was uh, Luke Shoemaker out of Michigan. They could have had him, for example. I mean, there's a million different guys you could have had. You could have had Brenton Strange from Penn State. You could add Marvin Mims. I mean, Marvin Mims out of Oklahoma is one of the fastest players in the draft. Could you imagine Marvin Mims running trick plays and catching screen balls, putting him in the slot, Justin Fields, security blanket? I don't know, man. I would have gone with maybe some of those guys. Hell, you could have packaged a, a five, a six, and a seven and gone up and gotten some of the guys I just named who were picked ahead, right? But those guys I mentioned, again, I was scrolling up instead of down. Um, those were some of the guys below uh, who I think really could have helped the Bears as well. I'm going to look at the Bears roster to close things up next. It's an NFL draft individual team recap, Chicago Bears style, on the ML Sports Platter, brought to you by our great friends at Welch & Company Jewelers, Burn Dairy, Brewerton Ace Hardware, and CH Insurance, here on the MLSP. Mike Lindsley back with you here on the ML Sports Platter all over the major platforms. Make sure you download, subscribe, rate, and review. We are brought to you by our awesome friends over at Rosie's Corner. Fish Friday every week, Route 11 in Burton. Make sure you get on over there for Fish Friday every week. And a tip of the cap thank you as well to Ken's Auto Detailing, Barks and Rec Doggy Daycare, and the Vince Aguera Consulting Group. Become a better leader today both personally and professionally at vcgtransforms.com. So the roster of the Bears, look, I thought overall they had a, a really, really solid draft. I don't think it was great. I don't think it was awful. Again, I think the best player clearly was their first pick, um, a guy who they're going to be able to put at right offensive tackle in emergency situations. You can play him at guard. He played on the biggest level. Tennessee is a mountain of a man. All the things I described at 6'7", 340 pounds. I mean, this guy, that was a great pick. It was the right pick. The only beef I've got, I would have gone with some more skilled players for Chicago to add to DJ Moore, who is a wonderful player who I approve of You know, in that trade, getting him that is outstanding stuff. But again, this is a weak uh, offense still. Even with Moore, uh, they, could do, they could do more. You know, uh, Chase Claypool, you know, he's, he's a decent player, but he's got to step up. You know, he's going into year five. Um, I remember when they got him, they need more from him. They need him to be the third down and eight. Okay, I'm going to save the, the drive. Get me. I'm going over the chains, right? I'm going to make a play when you need it most. They need him to be a big-time, big-time, big-time player this year. They do. Oh, by the way, this division is wide open. It's not a Packer eating everybody for breakfast, lunch, and dinner world anymore, right? I think the Vikings are probably the team to beat. You know, I don't trust Kirk Cousins when it matters most, but in the regular season, if you're asking me to get, you know, to the playoffs and you're asking me for four to four, I guess, 4,000 to 4,500 yards, yeah, we know Kirk Cousins can do all that crap, but it's on the road, big stage, fourth quarter, playoffs, all that stuff. You know, I don't want Kirk Cousins at that point. I would definitely have gotten more offensive weapons. I love DJ Moore. I love Chase Claypool. For me, it's not enough. You've got Justin Fields, who I've seen enough. I've seen enough to keep him, and I think if he has a good year this year, I think you sign him long-term. You know, I think you maybe give him a Jalen Hurts-type contract. I really do. Um, he can throw it. He can run it. 
Um, the running game, obviously, no more David Montgomery. Uh, they're going to be le- leaning on uh, you know Deontay Foreman uh, quite a bit. The seventh year man going into his seventh year out of Texas. Um, don't love their running back room. You know, I mean, they added some depth there with Johnson from Texas. Um, their defense is, you know, okay. You know, um, not going to get them confused with Monsters of the Midway. They got a lot of holes in the secondary. They did have a big offseason splash where they signed Tremaine Edmonds from the Bills. I think he's going to help them immensely. Uh, I'm going to miss Tremaine as a Buffalo fan. I mean, I thought he was a class act, um, you know, a ball hawking kind of guy. Um, he was kind of a boomer bust guy. He was under the criticism of Bills Mafia because a lot of people thought that, you know, he was a guy who kind of let a lot of plays go broken. Um, but if you look at the stat line, uh, he was always, and I know some of those tackles were because he happened to be there or, you know, the defensive line let a guy through. And so it was like, oh, well, and I heard this a lot from Bills fans. Like, well, Tremaine Edmonds got a lot of gift tackles. Well, if you watch the games, he might have gotten a few, but Tremaine Edmonds also like really, really, really was all around the ball. I, I don't know. I'm going to miss him. Uh, I think Edmonds and Milano were fantastic together. Um, you know, we'll see what the Bills do. I mean, already Sean McDermott, who took over defensive coordinating duties along with his head coach responsibilities, has said they're going to use two Mike linebackers. I don't know how that's going to work. We've never seen that before in the system. But the Bears have a weak secondary. It's concerning considering you've got Justin Jefferson and others in that division. Um, you know, the linebacker core, it'll improve with Edmonds. But again, on the outside, you kind of leave some things to be desired. The pass rush is kind of weak. So they're hoping, you know, Demarcus Walker going into eighth year. Can you kind of become a semi-star here? Um, you know, and then a lot of the picks that, that, that they got in the draft. Well, let's see if you can turn it around. So it'll be an interesting year in Chicago. Um, I think the Vikings are the team to beat. Uh, everything with the Packers hinges on Jordan Love. And the Detroit Lions are the sexy pick for a lot of people. But I am thrilled that they kept Justin Fields. Great move. ML Sports Platter here, all over the major platforms, brought to you by our good friends at Bonnet Sales and Service, Burn Dairy, Welch and Company Jewelers, and Stanley Law Offices, the title sponsor of the program, Stanley Law Offices. Together, they'll work to get you the maximum reward. As I always tell you, enjoy the games. For listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B L E A V on YouTube.